0: As uh, you'll be familiar, that the, the Buddha expressed on many occasions how important it is to recognize the blessings that we have. So reflecting on the blessings that we have that have brought about this beautiful occasion, starting as we did at the top of the hill there in the Dhamma Hall, with renewing our commitment to the refuges and precepts. It is something the Buddha pointed out as really skillful thing to do in our lives. We've only got so much energy, physical energy, brain energy, but most profoundly heart energy. And he wanted us to realize that if we're rightly directed, if our hearts are rightly directed, cha as we just chanted in the Mahamangala Sutta there, atta cha. when self-rightly directed, if we're rightly directed, then we build on the blessings of our life. If we're not rightly directed, even though we might have a few good ideas, our blessings sometimes become overshadowed, and that's a great misfortune. So, as on any celebration like this, we always begin by renewing our refuges and precepts. This is the foundation of our spiritual life. But then also, not settling for the goodness that we have now, but also building on this goodness, celebrating this goodness. And... On this occasion, we're celebrating the offering of this new house as accommodation for the Sangha. As I explained at the meal time, the generous donor and supporter who made this donation wanted us to have a little bit more space, so about 4 or 5 years ago we started looking and thankfully we failed, because a few months ago the previous owners of this property came and made this property available to us, and so we're very grateful for that. And we've named this house, as you may have noticed as you came in, Mangala House, which I personally prefer to Oxford. (laughs) It's been called Oxford for a long time, but I hope people don't mind if we change it to Mangala House, which means the House of Blessings. And reflecting on these blessings is also something that... uh, It's not just a ritual like this that we should do once in a while, but something that we're encouraged to do regularly. And one of the chants that we just did, many of you will recognize the Mahamangala Sutta. There where the uh, original occasion of the Buddha giving this discourse. Uh, The Buddha was approached and asked, could you give us instructions or indications on what are really auspicious signs, uh, what is really blessed, and presumably they were asking for maybe some chants to do, or some rituals, or some belief system, or maybe some crystals or something, but well, that wasn't the Buddha's style, the Buddha in his characteristic manner gave a very practical, down-to-earth, structured teaching. On how to live in a way that manifests wholesomeness in this world. He wanted us to understand we have this power as human beings. Not all living beings have this power, but human beings have the power, have the ability, have the gift to manifest wholesomeness. We can reflect on our past actions and understanding the cause and effect. We can say, well, that had that result. So if I do more of that, it'll have that result. If I do less of that, then we won't have to suffer that in the future." So this is why he gave this discourse on the Mahamangala Sutta, going through one stanza after another, clearly pointing out what works, basically. The very first stanza, as many of you will be familiar with, the very first line of the first stanza, the Buddha says, Be sensible. Don't establish your primary relationships with people who are going to pull you down. (coughs) <coughs> don't align yourself with those influences that are going to drag you down. And But your primary relationships establish yourself in a relationship with that which is going to lift you up. And which means offer your heart to that which is worthy. In other words, use your intelligence. Don't just buy into belief systems, don't just buy into what's popular. And he asked us, invited us to use this intelligence we have as human beings to build on the blessings, the good fortune that we've already received, so that we have more blessings in the future. Now, what blessings do is they lead us to increased well being for ourselves and for others. Ultimately, what we're all interested in is the, the blessing which leads us to the complete freedom, the perfect freedom from all unawareness or suffering. So that's what of course we're aspiring towards and something that as human beings we actually do have the potential to do. So occasions like this are opportunities to remember that, to celebrate that. There's a a verse in the Dhammapada verse 53 which again many of you will be familiar with where the Buddha says that as many garlands can be made out of a heap of flowers like this, so much that is wholesome can be made out of this human existence. Mm. So it's the last few days I've so been watching some of the friends and supporters of the monastery up there in the Dhamma Hall with these heaps of flowers, threading them so that we have these beautiful garlands. And that is beautiful. Well, the Buddha wants <laughs> to realize there's an even more profound level of beauty, which is the heart that is purified and free from greed, aversion and delusion, from all ignorance and conceit. And we all know that uh, this work of purifying the heart so that it's free from ignorance and conceit is really hard work. And we need all the blessings we can get. We need all the support we can get. We need all the friends we can get. And we need to make this process as conscious as possible. So again, setting up this occasion, this celebration, this beautiful opportunity to make this, this power that we have conscious. Yeah. We have all these blessings. We have a huge amount of blessings. You know, the the blessings of the generosity that made this possible. Yeah. The blessings of our teachers, the enormous effort of Ajahn Chah's effort and his practice, his realisations that made this possible. Lumpur Samatas' enormous effort, you know, his early years as a monk in Thailand, and then. Later on, coming to this country, whether he liked it or not, he was told to come here. Was it easy? <laughs> For many years, it wasn't easy. And I, I know from conversations I had with Lumpur Sumato it wasn't exactly his preference, but it's what his teacher asked him to do, and so he did it. Out of gratitude to the blessings he received, he then committed himself enormous effort. And without that effort, we wouldn't have the blessings of this opportunity. The blessings of the people who make this possible on a day-to-day basis, the trustees, one or two who are here today, for which we're grateful. The enormous amount of effort, practical effort, looking after all the paperwork. The blessings also, we should remember, our parents. We can, we can take our parents for granted. We can take the people who do the bookkeeping for granted. We can take our teachers for granted. That's all really regrettable. The Buddha never wanted us to do that. That's why he gave teachings like the Mahamangala Sutta. He wanted us to try to avoid taking the blessings we've had for granted and rather to make it conscious and to build on it. Like my nana used to tell me, she said, count your blessings. She was right. She was absolutely right. When we reflect on the blessings, then we can increase the blessings. We can share the blessings. We see the benefit of the blessings. And of course, the opposite is also true, that when we forget about the blessings, when we forget about the goodness, when we forget about the wholesomeness, then sometimes the well-being is overshadowed by ignorance, by conceit, by greed, by aversion, by delusion. And then, if we've lost touch with our blessings, we can start feeling sorry for ourselves. Mm. Poor me. (laughs) Woe (laughs) is me. So unfortunate. When in fact, actually, we're really wealthy, and maybe we also start blaming. You know, we happen, we forget, lose touch with our blessings. We start blaming other people. So let's, uh, on this occasion of celebrating all the blessings that have gone into bringing this beautiful offering possible, uh, make a point of. Really making our blessings conscious, dedicating our blessings to the well being of all beings. You know, you look around the world and it's, it looks pretty sorry, but you know, you know, for a very long time I've been hearing people saying, Oh, the world's not in a good state. You know, I don't know when people were never saying the world's not in a good state. But the world's never been in a good state. That's, you know, that's, you know what the Buddha said? Sabe Sankara Dukati the world is not in a good state. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of suffering around. What do we do when we encounter suffering? What do we do when we encounter suffering? Well, if we're in touch with our blessings, then we receive the suffering and we turn the suffering around into understanding. That's what the Buddha wanted to do. Not to run away from suffering, but not to blame politicians or the weather or, or our astrological configuration or lack of crystals or or whatever, not to blame anybody for our lack of understanding, but rather to, when we meet the suffering of the world, to really equip ourselves with the strength which comes from a conscious appreciation of our blessings. And the conscious appreciation of our blessings gives us strength. When we forget the blessings of our life, we feel weak. So let's, on this occasion, if we may, all join in together and generate the wish that... Anybody who lives here, anybody who visits here, mm-hmm. receives the ultimate lesson, which is the realization of Dhamma. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>